0: Good morning everybody and welcome to our Sunday morning coffee chat. I will be honest, I have been really super excited about today's conversation. Um, We were going to talk about one thing, but now we're going to talk about something different because Uh, God kind of rocked my world this weekend, and I'm just excited to talk to you guys about it. And I want to say hey and good morning to some of my friends that I see here live on this Sunday morning coffee chat. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, Bridget. Good morning, Bailey. Good morning, Lilith. So coffee chats are a little different than uh, mornings with Jesus. We kind of dig into a particular topic and we can talk back and forth. Um, And a lot of you may be getting ready to go to church service so I pray that this be like a, a conversation that you can have over coffee or over tea. I'm drinking some tea this morning. Let me know in the chat. Are you a coffee drinker or a tea drinker? I'm a tea. I'm a tea girl, I think. Um, but I, I do coffee every now and again. So we could call this tea talk as well as coffee chat. <laughs> Good morning, Brenda. So excited to see you. Bailey says she's coffee all the way. Okay. All right. Coffee. All right, y'all. So, today we are going to be talking about are we really seeking the kingdom of God? Are we really seeking the kingdom of God? Good morning, Donna Anita. So glad to see you. I want to tell you guys a quick quick story about how we got this topic. Janice said coffee, coffee of all kinds. First of all, there's different kinds of coffee. Hold on. Let's let's just pause right here. There's different kinds of coffee. I thought there was only one coffee like the coffee bean is there a different kind of coffee? Help me out. I had no idea. I just I don't even know how to pick coffee. I'm just like, it's coffee. I don't know. Uh Donald Anita said tea. Me too, sis. Me too. I'm a tea drinker, but I do like coffee. But now I'm amazed because I didn't know that there were different kinds of coffee. Like, you mean different kinds of ways you prepare the coffee or like the coffee bean is different? I'm 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 intrigued. Good morning, Karen. So glad to see you this morning. I'm so intrigued about this coffee situation. Y'all let me know either in the comments or let me know in the app um, about this different kinds of coffee. I'm interested. Okay, so I want to tell you guys a little bit about why I kind of came to this topic and what God has done in my life this weekend. Yes, this weekend. So it's really fresh. Um, So really quick story time this weekend um so i've been tra- i've been working on practicing sabbath right um as a regular part of my life and the the sabbath day is friday night to saturday night um according to scripture however you know this is not an argument as to when you observe sabbath that's just when i have been practicing sabbath as well to kind of go along with that so friday night to saturday night So Friday night comes and I'm like, okay, I turned off my phone. I put it away because my phone for me represents work because all the things I do for my job um, and for ministry and all, it's always on my phone. So the concept is if I put away my phone, then I'll stop working. So I put away my phone, I put it in in a drawer and, you know, the evening was kind of chill, And then on Saturday night or Saturday morning, I woke up and my mind was racing. I don't know if you guys have ever had that happen. I'm assuming you have. Um, But my mind was racing, like all the things that are undone, all the tasks, all the things, all the chores, everything that didn't get done. Like my mind was literally racing. And so I opened my eyes and I really didn't want to get up out of the bed. And this has been kind of a normal thing for me where my mind will race every morning. I kind of don't want to get up because I just don't want to deal with all the things that are in my mind. And then I'm like, oh man, it's Sabbath. So I can't even throw myself into some type of work to get rid of the thoughts. I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? So I get up and I start now. Now y'all don't judge me. I'm going to tell you exactly what I started doing. I get up and I started cleaning and doing chores because I couldn't think straight and there was, it was a mess. Like my house was a mess and I started cleaning up and doing chores. Even though I knew I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing Sabbath. But I was like, oh, I got to get this house. Like, this is just crazy. My house is crazy right now. So I started cleaning up and doing chores. And all of a sudden as I'm cleaning and I'm doing chores, I start to calm down. Like as the house gets cleaner, I start to like calm down the st- the thoughts start and stop racing. And I I sit on the couch and I was like, Lord, I mean, maybe I should do like cleaning on my Sabbath because this is really relaxing. This is really restful. And the Holy Spirit began to talk to me about the week that the Lord set up. And he says, the reason that you're so restful right now is because you're actually doing the day of preparation tasks and the day of preparation is restful in and of itself. And I'm like, Oh snap. Oh, so this is the day of preparation tasks. So the Holy Spirit really began to talk to me about the importance of the day of preparation in terms of the Sabbath and how it all goes together. And so we were just talking, I was just talking to the Holy Spirit. And, and then I realized like something and we're going to go into the scripture, but I realized something. Oftentimes we want God to fix our problems, but do we want God to govern our life? Like we want God to fix our problems, but do we want God to govern our life? So the Holy Spirit was dealing with me right there on, yeah, the Sabbath requires a day of preparation beforehand. If you do not do it the way that it's set up for you to do it, you're not going to get out of it what God intended for you to get out of it. So it's not just about change one thing. It's about, hey, God, I want you to govern my life. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today, because I realized that I'm like, well, I want to feel rested. So boom, there's Sabbath. Ooh, God will fix my, my rest issue with the Sabbath. And God was like, no, no, no. You're so focused on me fixing your problem that you're not really surrendering to me governing your whole life. So, this peace that I was experiencing by doing chores and getting everything tidy and and getting all the clutter out of my mind, that peace should have been experienced the day before Sabbath. It's already set up that way. But because I wanted God to just fix my rest issue. I wasn't looking at the entirety of the picture. I wasn't being, um, I wasn't really being, like, I I just kept thinking about Sabbath. Okay, I I just get rest on this day. I get get rest this day. I get rest this day. But am I looking for him to govern my whole life as opposed to fix my one problem that I may have or multiple problems that I may have? Okay, so we are gonna look at a scripture, y'all, that throughout this whole journey, God has really been, Using for me, like throughout throughout these past couple years, this particular scripture continues to come up. Oh, Janice says, if you want to claim the promises to His people, you actually have to be His people. Oh, we're gonna come back to that. Oh my goodness, that is good. Okay, here we go. So here is the the chapter that's or the section of scriptures that is standing out to me: Matthew six twenty five through thirty three. You of little faith. So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly father knows you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Now, I'll be honest, I've read that chapter before. Um, and I said, oh, all these things, I'm going to get all these things if I seek first the kingdom. And, and God had to get me straight. Like, look, see, you're still focusing on the all these things part. You're still focusing on the all these things part. This scripture should cause you to put the all these things down. Like, Like you shouldn't be getting hype. Like, oh, I'm going to get all these things. No, no, no. This scripture should cause you to put all these things down and instead focus on what? Focus on the kingdom and the righteousness of God. What does that mean? That means that we should be focused on the way God does things, the righteousness of God, the right way he does things in his kingdom, in which he is king so we should be seeking how the kingdom of god operates and we should be aligning ourselves with the way the kingdom of god is set up and we should be seeking god's right way of doing things and when jesus said this it is actually in like in the sermon on the mount and so in this what we call the sermon on the mount Jesus is literally showing us how God is dealing with a whole bunch of social issues, a whole bunch of relational issues. He's literally saying, look, this and this and this and this. this is how you deal with murder, this is how you deal with this is how you deal with jealousy, this is how you deal with lying. Jesus is literally laying it all out so the the reality is God has a way that he deals with certain things in his kingdom, but are we seeking how his kingdom does things or are we just seeking the power from his kingdom? It kind of reminds me of like, (laughs) it reminds me of like living on a, like two kingdoms living side by side. Right. And say, I live in the other kingdom, not God's kingdom. But like, let's say my electricity ran out, so I'm I'm trying to steal electricity from from God's kingdom because it always seems to have the power on. So I'm I'm running my my cord over there and trying to get my my electricity plugged in so that I can get power in my house. But I never actually live in the kingdom that's over there that has all the power. And so one of the ways that that God kind of show is showing me this is like real basic. Are we paying attention to how God does the weak? How God lays out the weak? Because how God lays out the weak in his kingdom came before the law and continues after the law, right? So how God laid out the weak happened in the garden. It happened at the very creation of humanity and of earth itself. So this is one of the first things I was thinking, like, are we seeking first the way God lays out his week, lays out the week for his people, right? And are we really paying attention to that? Because that's one of the elements of seeking first the kingdom. How does the kingdom do the week? How does the kingdom do the week? So I I laid it out in in a little chart. I think, let me see, where did it go? I laid it out in a chart. Is this it? Nope. Well, I think my slide is gone. But anyway, I'll talk through it. Here we go. Here's one. So God lays out the week. Basically, we know that God lays out the week from sundown to sun up. So all of the days, you remember in Genesis, he says it was, it was, evening it was morning the first day and that's how he lays out the day so the day actually starts in the evening and then comes comes up the next day right so the day goes from sundown to sundown but the way that he lays out the week is like this we've got day one which is for regular work tasks and things day two again another regular work day day three, another regular workday, day four, another regular workday, day five, another regular workday. And then we get to day six, which would be what, what we notice as the day of preparation or the day of completion. So the day of preparation or the day of completion. So day one, day two, day three, day four, day five are regular workdays. And then day six, we have the day of preparation or the day of completion. So if we look at when God created the heavens and earth, what happened on day six? You could type it in, I'll talk it out. On day six, he created all the wildlife, right? And then he also created humanity. So that all happened on day six. Six. It was a wrap-up of what he was working on the whole week. He wrapped it all up on day six. If we go back to, um, if we go back to Israel in the wilderness, he lays out this same week structure, right? When they're talking about collecting of the manna, he says, you can collect the manna on day one, day two, day three, day four, day five. But on day six, there's going to be a double portion that I need you to collect so that you will have enough for the rest day, right? So that's how God kind of goes along in the weeks. We see the same thing with Jesus Christ, right? We see the same thing with Jesus Christ. We see that, that how his resurrection happened, right? So we know that his, he was on the cross prior to the day of preparation, came off the cross day of preparation, and we have to understand how those days work. And then we see that he was in the tomb and then he rose on the first day of the week. Not on the the Sabbath day, but he they they said they noticed the tomb was empty. He rose on the first day of the week. So this is how God's structure goes from Genesis even to what Jesus did when in his death, burial, and resurrection. Isn't it interesting that Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection adhered to the week structure that God set up all the way in Genesis? Right, he didn't rise on the Sabbath. He rose on a day that was meant for working, like a regular work day. He rested on the Sabbath. He didn't do anything on that day, right? And so one of the things that I begin to see is like, how dedicated are we? How dedicated are we to seeking the kingdom in the way God does things? how dedicated are we to seeking the kingdom and the way God does things because in Matthew what we just read and what we see throughout scripture is that God doesn't desire just to fix our problems God wants to govern our life he wants to be our king in 1 Samuel chapter 8 there's this situation that happened where the children of Israel or the nation of Israel were demanding from the prophet um Samuel they were demanding a king. They wanted to be like every other nation around them. And Samuel got a little frustrated at this and went back to talk to God. And God was like, don't worry, Samuel, they're not rejecting you. Because the the concept was they wanted a king because Samuel's sons were going to be placed as prophets in charge. And they didn't like Samuel's sons because Samuel's sons were not, they didn't do things like Samuel did. And so they said, well, because your sons are this way.'" We want a king. But Samuel went back to God and he, he was so grieved at this. And God said, Samuel, it's not you that they're rejecting. Even though they said it was. It's not you that they're rejecting. It's me. It's not you that they're rejecting. It's me. And so when we look at the way we live our life and God constantly says, hey, choose the kingdom of God. What was the thing that Jesus preached when he was here? Jesus preached, the thing he was here to preach, he said, I'm here to tell you about the kingdom of God. That's what he was here for. That's what he preached to tell us about the kingdom of God. His death, burial, and resurrection gave us access now to be citizens in that kingdom. But we have to seek first the kingdom and God's righteousness. What does that mean? We have to seek first how God would do this in this situation, how God's kingdom will respond to this, how God, because let me tell you, other kingdoms respond differently. A large portion of scripture is um, a large portion of scripture is governmental where God is laying out his government um where God is laying out his government come on bailey says church is on sunday but God is all week come on we can't seek God only on sunday at church come on woo God wants to govern our whole life and the the baseline that God has been showing me is, hey, let me govern your week. He's like, let me show you how to live your week based on what I've been saying since the beginning. Use five days for your regular work stuff. This is, this is, I mean, this is scripture, right? Use five days for your regular work stuff. On the sixth day, prepare. What does that mean? That means you're going to close out tasks. You're going to wrap things up. You're going to make sure chores are complete. So on the sixth day, prepare. And then on the seventh day, rest. And then on day one, start it again. Many of us are going through life looking for a reset button. Like, God, if I could just restart. He's like, there's a reset button at the end of every week. It's designed and embedded in the weeks of in the week of God, the way he laid it out. It's designed and embedded in the week. Who Bailey is messing with me in these comments? She says, sometimes we want the we want God's power all week, but we only want to submit to him on Sunday. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. God is saying, I want to be king of your life. Not just in word, not just you say I'm king. I want you to literally submit and find out how I do things. Find out how I govern, find out how, like actually look and see, okay, God, I want to learn how you do things. What does God say about forgiveness? What does God say about how I should deal with it when I have when I when somebody has hurt me? What does God say about these things? Am I really submitting and surrendering to what He is saying? What does God say about my finances? How what is what does His kingdom say about how I should do finances? Because we got to be honest. Like, what does He say about these things? And for me, one of the easiest places that God is starting with me right now is how did I lay out your week? Are you willing to surrender to me for your week? Donita said govern equals conduct the policy, actions, and affairs of a state organization or people. That's exactly what God, that's exactly what the scriptures do. That's what we see God doing throughout scripture. It's basically him saying, hey, my kingdom is over here and it looks like this. You're living in this kingdom, but you can renounce your citizenship and get citizenship in this kingdom. But understand these two kingdoms function differently. In the kingdom of the world, it says, go, 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 hustle, 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 work every day, grind. If you're not grinding, if you're not doing something every single day, you're not going to make it. And you better go and you better be successful. and You better be working every single day. You better grind and you better get there and you just work until you finish or until you did. God doesn't do that. He's saying, look, I gave you five days to do the work that needs to be done. Then on the sixth day, I gave you a day to wrap it all up. And then on the seventh day, rest. Now let's go into that that sixth day, that day of preparation. Let me show you what I learned about it because we're breaking it down. Say the, the week is probably the most basic structure of how to seek God first, first, right? There's a lot of things we can start seeking God in our life. Like how should I deal with this in my marriage? How should I... But one of the most basic, easy things for me is, God, how did you lay out and design our weeks to be lived? And again, this is not to put you in some type of legalism, but to understand, hey, this is this basic structure of a week in the kingdom of God. So here we go. The day of preparation, some of the things that God was showing me about this day, which is that sixth day, we we, we often like, like talk a lot about the Sabbath, but we don't really talk a lot about this day. On this day, God was saying, you know, you can finish up your laundry, your dishes, close out work tasks, sweep them up, prepare meals that you're going to be eating for the Sabbath. But one of the things that he showed me is, no, this is a close out, not a do for the first time. And that hit me because what I was experiencing yesterday was a do for the first time. Like I had piles and piles of laundry everywhere. I had stuff that I had not addressed for weeks that I was trying to address in this one day. And God was saying that the day of preparation is a close out of the week and not a do for the first time, which means that ultimately Sabbath and this concept of Sabbath and day of preparation should not just govern those two days, but to how you live your whole entire week. I'm not leaving all my laundry for the day of preparation, right? I should be doing a little bit every day. And then on the day of preparation, I finish it all out, right? I'm not leaving all my dishes to the day of preparation. Because these two days should ultimately govern how you do your whole week. I'm doing a little bit of dishes every single day and on the day of preparation, I'm wrapping it all up, right? I'm wrapping everything up that way. And so it should govern your whole week. And when we live like that, with the anticipation of rest on the seventh day and a day of preparation on the sixth day, when we live like that, what does it cause us to do? It it causes us, it should cause us, to slow down on the other five days and stop cramming them too tight because I recognize that I have to pace myself in a way that I can close things out on a day of preparation and rest on the seventh day. If I continue to think that I can live super fast paced on these five days of working and then I come the day of preparation and try to tie up these 20 projects that I started this week that I have to finish before it's too much. So basically the idea of rest and day of preparation should then govern how you work and what you work on during the week. One of the faith mamas, Kenda, who's been observing Sabbath for a very long time said that Sabbath change, should change how you do the rest of your week. Completely change it. Sabbath should change how you work, because Sabbath is not designed to be a crash. Like it's not like go 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 and then crash. It's a pace, right? So I work, I work, I work, I work, and then I um, then I prepare. Which, and I close out tasks, then I rest. It's a regular cadence of life. Genesis, there's another scripture that says you are to work six days and rest the seventh. We need to hear all the words. We are to work on those days so that the things get done in a timely manner, all in preparation for true rest. Yes. Yeah, Donita said that reminds me of how we did it in the Black community. Growing up, I would hear the music playing on Saturday morning. It meant time to clean the house and reset for the week. Right. So, in the Black community, or in a lot of communities, the um in America anyway, they would kind of take a Sabbath on Sunday. Right. The Sun Sunday would be their seventh day. In ancient culture, or in in Israel right now, the Sabbath is Friday night into Saturday night, but in the culture that Donita's talking about, it was on that Sunday. So that Saturday was a day of of cleaning and getting all the things done that you didn't get done throughout the week. This is the cadence of how God does things in the kingdom. A lot of people are under the assumption, and I used to be under the assumption that it's like, okay, well, yeah, but God wants us to live in perpetual rest. God wants us to live in a perpetual Sabbath. So now we have to understand how God does things and why God does what he does, right? So yes, we are supposed to rest in Christ, but there's also a cadence to our life. And we also have to realize that as human beings, why were we created? What did the scripture say about what God gave us at creation? At creation, God said, have dominion. Over the fish of the sea, over the fowls of the air, over everything that creeps along the earth, it says have dominion. what is, basically saying t- you're going you're going to rule and take control of this earth. And we learn in revelation that humanity is not designed to stay in heaven, that we will come back to the new earth, right? Because that's what we were designed to do. So there is a level of productivity that we are designed to do from creation. We've got to understand that. And so God lays it out. He gives us an example by doing it himself. He says, look, six days I do this. On the sixth day, I close out what I've been doing all week. And then on the seventh day, I rest. Now you follow me and do what I did. Because there is a a productivity that God wants us to have here on the earth. We were designed for it. We were designed to have dominion taking care of the earth, right? We were designed to make sure that everything stays in alignment with how God wants it to be. That's how we were designed. And so when we have our week laid out, we should have it laid out with how God does things in mind. Barb says, preparation is a close out of the week and not addressed for the first time. Wow. I tend to leave everything to do on the weekends, right? And it ends up being stressful. So now what God is showing us, he's like, if we look at how he did things, right? Even if we look at how Jesus did things, Jesus, remember the last supper, he made sure to teach some things, some final things to his disciples. He made sure to wrap some stuff up, you know, then he goes through the cross. So he was dealing with stuff all that week. It wasn't like he was laying in the bed, like, okay, I'm about to die this week and then rise again next week. Like he didn't do that, right? So what we realize is that there are things that we need to do each day of the week. And then on the day of preparation, we wrap that up. Whatever we were working on, we just we just wrap some of those things up and then we rest. That is the structure in the kingdom of God. And I think God has been showing me that sometimes we make seek first the kingdom a little too abstract. That we don't actually put concrete things in our life. I used to think seek first the kingdom for my finances meant pray really hard for God to give me money. But God is like, "No, seek first the kingdom. I said don't get in debt. Let's clear that up because the ki- the way of the kingdom is not a debt-based system. So I need I need to get you out of a debt-based system because that's not the way of the kingdom. The way of the kingdom is also about investing. Right? So God has been showing, has been talking to me about these things. It's like, it's not seek first the kingdom for its power and for it to fix your problems. It's to seek first the kingdom and God's righteousness to use that to govern your life. So first, God, how do you want the weeks to be done? Glad you asked. Work five days. Prepare and close out on the sixth day. Rest the seventh day start again on day one. Okay. Then we can ask other things. God, how do you want me to deal with my finances? And we'll find in the scriptures. I'm glad you asked, right? I need you to get out of the debt. Also invest the finances and be good stewards of what you do have. That is the kingdom, right? It's not, God, give me a million dollars. I just need you to drop a million dollars in my bank account. Lord, I'm asking, I'm asking for the kingdom to do this thing. But when he's saying seek first the kingdom, he's not saying seek first the kingdom for its power. He's saying seek first the kingdom for its governance. Governance. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. What is righteousness? His right way of doing things. And he says all these other things will be added. So the concept isn't seek first the kingdom for that stuff. No, seek first the kingdom for how it's governed and live in alignment with the government of God. And then you will find that by living your life in accordance with God's government, it will produce certain things in your life. It's not... (laughs) It's not just go, okay, I'm gonna seek the kingdom by just, mm, please just bring it, bring it, bring it. When God gave us a whole Bible of government of how to do things in our life. And we recognize that some of the laws are ceremonial and those were wrapped up with Jesus. But we recognize that there are some things that God just does throughout time before the law and after the law. One of those things is the way that the week is set up. Another one of those things is how we deal with our, our resources that he gave us. Seeking first the kingdom of God for our finances is not praying, is not just praying for God to fix it. Seeking first the kingdom of God for our finances is adhering to what he's saying. Don't get in debt. And if you're in debt, we seek first again. How can I get out of debt, Lord? Help me to see how to do this. Being a good steward of your resources. That's seeking first the kingdom and his righteousness. Seeking first the kingdom and his righteousness isn't just praying and saying, God, this person is getting on my nerves. Go get them. Seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness is realizing Jesus already told us how to deal with when somebody offends us. He said in in Matthew, I believe he said, if somebody offends you first, you take it to them. If they, if they repent, you gained a brother. If not go down the list and bring some other people in, bring two other people in to, to kind of mediate the situation. If it doesn't work, then then go and bring it to the church. If it still doesn't work, then you treat them. Then you treat them like a pagan and a tax collector, which means you pray for them from a distance, right? God is laying it. Jesus laid it out. We were like no I don't want to talk to them I just want you to fix it that's not how the kingdom functions i don't I don't want to deal with it i don't I don't even want to let them know they hurt my feelings I'm just I don't want to deal with it I don't want to deal with confrontation nope 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 God you fix it I'm calling on the kingdom to fix it but that's not the governmental structure of the king. We are oftentimes asking God to do things. We're asking God to do things that are out, that that He doesn't do. That's not in accordance to the way He governs. He lays out for us what to do when we're offended by someone, when somebody hurts our feelings. He lays it out. Now, the question is, will I seek his kingdom to govern my life? Or am I just constantly trying to steal power from the kingdom? Will I seek God's kingdom to govern my life? Come on, Lily says, it's not about us, but it's all about the kingdom. Will I seek God's kingdom to govern my life? Genesis, says, pray for kingdom vision, submit to kingdom governance. That's how the kingdom provides for you. Come on. And I think that this is huge for us. That when we begin to align ourselves and it's not, it's not easy, right? Because we've learned a whole nother kingdom for most of our life. We've learned how to do things in accordance with the world's kingdom and God is saying, I need you to renounce that citizenship and I need you to to come in accordance with the kingdom of God. And we have to understand it's more than just about salvation, right? It's about how I live my life. Praise God I'm saved. Praise God I don't get saved by my works, right? Thank you, Lord, because I bump my head all the time, (laughs) right? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus for your grace. Thank you, Jesus, for, for, your, for your sacrifice. But now Jesus is saying in Matthew, hey. But if you want to live as a kingdom citizen, live as a kingdom citizen. If, if you want to live as a kingdom citizen, you've got to actually live as a kingdom citizen. And one of the major ways that God has been dealing with me is how do you structure your week? The world says work, 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 work. Don't ever take a day. And God says, no, nope. you work five days. You close out and prepare on the sixth day and you rest on the seventh. Try it try it the kingdom way and then once you do that try dealing with the people that have offended you try that the kingdom way and then and then once you do that start dealing with your finances the kingdom way we got to talk about that maybe we'll do another coffee chat about what what the king the kingdom of god says about how we should deal with our resources and our finances The kingdom way, right? Donnie says, Seek how to do from God first instead of doing my seek, instead of me doing my seek him to change it all to what I want, right? It's different. That scripture is not saying that, right? That scripture is not saying seek first the kingdom by saying, God, can you please give me the stuff? No. It's saying seek first how the kingdom does things. And do it like that. And you will see that all the stuff will be added. Worrying doesn't add the stuff. You you saying, God, fix it, fix it, fix it, doesn't add the stuff. He's saying, look, live your life in accordance to the kingdom and you'll find that what you need is there. What you need is in the kingdom. The way the kingdom functions is different. Learn how the kingdom operates. Start with your week. I challenge each and every one of us. I challenge each and every one of us this week. Start living our week, because this is day one of the week, right? Start living our week in accordance to the kingdom. Five days of work, a day of preparation and completion, and a day of rest. Try it. Now, don't leave out the day of preparation and just rush to rest, right? Don't leave that out. The day of preparation is an intentional work in order to prepare to rest. Don't leave that out like I was leaving it out. I was leaving that out. Don't leave it out. It should be embedded in your schedule. You can't just go work, 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 Sabbath. No, it's got to be work five days, Uh, day of preparation and completion on the sixth day, then rest. That is the structure, right, that God did in the garden. It's the structure that he showed him with the manna. It's the structure that Jesus Christ adhered to on the week of the crucifixion. Come on. Barb says, is there scripture to show us what kingdom living looks like? This is so good because the behavior is difficult. So that's the thing about the Bible. the whole And that's why I always talk to people about you got to read the whole thing. And I know that that's a lot. But when we look at the whole Bible completely, that's where we see. So there's not one scripture that's or like one chapter that's just like do all these things. Right. God is talking to us about his government throughout the entire Bible. Now, the Sermon on the Mount, if you wanted to look at like um, how does God deal with interpersonal relationships and social issues? The Sermon on the Mount is really good. Jesus breaks down a lot of those, those issues and things like that. If you wanted to look about how God governs the weak, then looking at Genesis chapter one is really, really good for that. Right. And that's why I said, when we go into the scriptures, we need to be going in it for God. I want to see you. I want to understand how your kingdom functions. I want to get the patterns that you use across time. Right. And so That is really good. Jeanette says Proverbs. Proverbs is a really great wisdom book. It gives us a ton of wisdom and we like to read it. But do we apply the wisdom to our life? God put it, allowed it to be in the scriptures for a reason. So, so Proverbs is really good about wisdom. Thank you, Jeanette. That's awesome. The Sermon on the Mount, again, Sermon on the Mount will deal with social issues and things like that. Genesis chapter one and quite a few other places in the Bible will deal with how to structure your week. Um, there's a, there's a ton of different ones that talk about how to, uh, how to worship God, what that looks like, worshiping in Him and spirit and in truth. What does that look like? So the scriptures kind of talk about all of it. And so the concept is like a lot of times we wanna be finished, right? We wanna just be like, okay, give me a one hit. How, what do I need to do rundown? But this is gonna be a lifelong process of exchanging. Yes, get me right. It's a lifelong process. It's all this whole life here on earth, exchanging what the world's kingdom says and intentionally inserting or living and according to what the kingdom says, right? And as you continue to read the scriptures, you will continue to make that exchange. You'll be like, oh, wait, ooh, that's not how God does it. I thought it was, but nope, that's not what scripture said. Let me go ahead on and exchange it, right? Let me go ahead on and live in accordance to the kingdom. So when I go into the scriptures, my mindset shouldn't be, I need a word to encourage me for this very moment. I need a word to make me happy. When I go into the scriptures, it should be, God, I want to learn how your kingdom works. I want to learn how your kingdom functions so that I can live in accordance to the function of the kingdom. I see my sister Jeanette is here. So glad to see you. Genesis, kingdom living is more about the heart. Looking for patterns in scriptures gives us principles of kingdom living. Yes, it's about the heart, and our heart should impact the way we live our life. Right? So when Jesus addresses the heart, it's not that he's not addressing our behavior. It's that he's addressing our behavior at its deepest level. So if the heart changes, the behavior change. You can't have a changed heart in the same behavior, right? The The heart cha- truly changing should change our behavior. So God, it says, God looks at the heart, man looks at the outer part, right? Because man can't see your heart. But the outer part, the way you behave, does show how our heart is. Paulina says, Jesus taught that our focus should be away from this world, its status and its lying allurements, and placed upon the things of his kingdom. Right? And the way that his kingdom functions. Do you see that God's kingdom is not, like, it's not really about, success in God's kingdom is not really about amassing money and things. All this stuff that we deem as success is a world system, right? And in the kingdom, he's like, "I, I got everything you need. You really don't have to chase all this stuff that the world is telling you to chase. I need you to instead... Chase the kingdom, understanding how the kingdom works and living in alignment with the kingdom. Right? So, the first one, I challenge you, we'll do more of these, right? So, we can break down what the kingdom says about finances, what it says about relationships, what it says about like what we learn in the scriptures about these things. So, Barb, I got you. We're going to keep going. But this week, what does the kingdom say about the week? God has said this throughout Scripture: work five days, take a day to prepare and 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 close everything out, and then rest. Write it down. Write it down. This is the king. This is this is one of this, the ways the kingdom functions: work five days, take a day of, take a day to prepare and close it out, and rest. Implement that. Right. A lot of us aren't even ready for all the other stuff. Right. Let's get the bait. Let's get that like, okay, okay. this is that this is how God does this week. I want to follow him. Right. This is how God does this week. I want to follow him. Right. And the idea behind it is and Jesus talked about this, about even about Sabbath, about rest. The idea behind it is not to be legalistic right? Not to say if somebody needs help that, oh, I can't help you because it's the Sabbath. No, 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 no. It's about a balance and pace to your life. In the kingdom of God, there should not be end over end, running, 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 that's leading you to anxiety and never feeling like you ever finish anything. That's, That's how the world does things, not God. Not God. God wants to help us even with, the, even with something as simple. It seems super simple, but he talks about it at the very beginning. Even with something as simple as how do I live my week? Something as simple as that. God wants to be involved with that process. God wants to be involved with that process. So that's why I'm starting here. Right? There's a lot of things we can learn about how the kingdom operates. We can break down tons of scripture talking about finances, talking about relationships, talking about um talking about lending, talking about a lot of different things, talking about, you know, how to deal with your resources when you have them, talking There's a lot of them. I figure let's just be basic. Let's start with the basic. Something that God started with in Genesis chapter one, which was a layout of the week, Genesis one and two, which was a layout of the week. And then willingly adopt that layout into our life. I believe that as believers, sometimes because we say God is just wants our heart, which is true, that we don't allow his structure to infiltrate the way we live let's allow the structure of the kingdom of god some of the things that he lays out let's live them and see and see what happens right so Many of us here, we're here, we know Jesus Christ as our, as our Savior. We know that he died on a cross and he rose from the grave. We know that he gave us access to be able to come to the Father. We know that. But now let's let him be our Lord, the one who leads our life, who's we, who we actually and actively follow. And we learn how to move and we learn how to do things based on how Jesus does things. Based on what scripture says. And we start to change our heart and our behavior. Come on. We focus so much on, oh, my heart. But if our bad behavior has not changed, it's a problem. Houston, we have a problem. Right? So. God just been showing me. Start with the basics, how you live your week. Scale back some of the things that you think you can do throughout the week. Work five days. Prepare and close out on the sixth day. And rest on the seventh. Try it. If you haven't started, try it. If you have started and you forgot about the day of preparation piece like I did, insert that part. Do it for four weeks and let us know how has your life changed? If you've been trying it, tell me in the comments, how has your life changed from doing it God's way? How has your life changed by intentionally inserting preparation and rest into your life? try it, right? Begin to walk this thing out. If the if this if this, you know, you're hearing it and you're like, "Yep, it's true. I read it in the scriptures, this is how God lays out his week." And you're like, "Yep, it's true." And it's in your heart. Now let it be lived out in your life. All we're talking about today is how you live your week. That's it. There's a lot of other things we could talk about. Maybe let me know what other things you want to talk about, about how the kingdom operates. We could talk about finances. We could talk about um, relationships. We can talk about prayer. (laughs) We could talk about a lot because Jesus taught about all of it. Bailey's is still working on the preparation, but it's a huge difference. There was one weekend I was not able to have Sabbath and the next week I was exhausted, right? So for some of us, our exhaustion and our mental health and emotional health is being significantly impacted because we refuse to live our life the way that God laid it out. We have no day of rest. And like Bailey said, it makes a huge difference. Why? God knows how he designed us. God knows how he designed us. And so when he says, hey, work five days, prepare and close out on the sixth and rest on the seventh, he's saying it because he knows how we are designed. So if you've tried this, some time let us know encourage others that are like "Eh, I don't know let us know how it's working out what it's like how it's and and be aware beware (laughs) because a lot of times we want to cram our Sabbath with all the things being at church from sunup to sundown and, and That's not Sabbath rest. So we have to understand that. So we may be looking at our Sabbath and be like, I have a Sabbath on the calendar. But when you look at it, you're just cramming it with all the other stuff that you're not doing during the week. That's not, this is a rest. we have to understand that when he talked about Sabbath in Exodus, he basically said, go in your house, close the door and don't come out until (laughs) like, it's like, don't do nothing. Don't light a fire. Don't cook. Don't clean. Don't do none of those normal tasks that you would always do all the time. Don't be rushing around, trying to fix everything, using this as another day to make money and to make things happen. Don't do it. So if we if we have Sabbath on a calendar, make sure that it's actually a day of rest, like not a day of cramming everything in. Because you will be, it, it won't be Sabbath like the scriptures talk about. y'all this was good let me know in the comments whether you're on live on the replay what are some other kingdom life things that you would like to talk about like how does the one of the ones I really want to dig into is how does the kingdom do finances I don't know about y'all but that I kind of really want to dig into that and probably get somebody um on here that is kind of like has walked this out because I know I personally know that I am not doing finances the way that the kingdom says. I know. I know that there's some things like, it's like a lot of times we we relegate kingdom to like tithing. Well, I tithe, so therefore I'm doing my finances like the kingdom. There's so much more that, that the scriptures say about finances than tithe. So I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Karen says definitely finances. Yes, absolutely. Barb says in mornings with Jesus, I've been practicing Sabbath day to stop for rest. I realized I was a busybody. The challenge has been calming my mind, thinking I was supposed to be doing something. Come on. Yeah. Calming the mind. And I'm try this out. The day of preparation may help with that. The day of preparation may help with that. So if you are doing Sabbath, but you don't have a day of preparation and you find your mind is super duper racing, tr- make sure that say, am I, in- am I, inserting the day of preparation before the Sabbath to tie up loose ends and to close out tasks and do that and see if that impacts the way that you go into your Sabbath mentally. Genesis, I have a friend um, that is what she does. She's a part of raising kids. Amen. Yes. Donita said, motherhood, what it is and what it isn't in the kingdom. Ooh, okay. Yeah, we could do that. Let me write it down. Motherhood. So we got finances, we've got motherhood. All right. And we can dig into this stuff on our Sundays and just chat about it and maybe bring some people in that actually do it. There's a woman and I'll share her link in the comments. um, She has a whole channel that is literally uh, about uh, the day of preparation and preparing for Sabbath. And um, they do Shabbat dinner, which is a big celebration. We have to understand that Sabbath is supposed to be celebrating. It's supposed to be celebratory. And so they have this big dinner where they have a feast and they celebrate the week Right, it's a beautiful experience. Um, that perhaps doing it in our life would cause us to realize the beauty of what God is, is doing in our lives. Okay, awesome. Ooh, Genesis conflict and forgiveness. Yeah, there's a lot of weird teaching around forgiveness and what the scriptures say or don't say. So let's let's do that. Yeah. Because Jesus does some teaching on that, right? So all the things that we can kind of think of, we can see what what does the kingdom say about this? How should I align? We could talk about politics because it's in there. Like how do I deal with the politics of my modern day with a kingdom mindset? They, uh, Jeanette says Dave, Ram- Dave Ramsey has a whole financial thing on financial freedom. Yeah. And some of the, some of the elements that he has in there are specifically, um, kingdom methods. Uh, Bridget says, can you put any charts or slides from today in a printable section on the app? That's a great idea. Yeah, I can do that. Charts and slides. it will just be what I have on here and I'll put them, I'll put them in there. Awesome. Okay, guys, well, let me know what other topics that you want to talk about. Let's be on the kingdom for a little while um, on Sundays and see where God leads us. Uh, health, ooh, Bella says health and nutrition, because God does talk about it, right? God does talk about it. He does. Whether we want to listen to it or not, there's some things he says. And and a lot of ooh, ooh, there's some things he says. We we might not like it all. But there's some things he says, and we realize if we really listen to what he says and stop tweaking things to be like, well, Jesus came, so therefore, like, you know, if we really listen to it, we'll realize that the way he causes us to eat is actually a lot healthier, and our body processes a lot better. Just saying. So we're going to talk about all these things. Ooh, Barb's also says health in the kingdom. We pray a lot for sickness in the body. Come on, in the body of Christ. What does health in the kingdom look like? Jeanette says raising kids. Ooh, all of this is so, so good. Y'all, we, are, we got content for days now. We got content for days. This is going to be awesome. So join in on Sundays as we just really probably spend the next couple Sundays talking about the kingdom, like living in accordance with the government of the kingdom the government of the kingdom and how that would change our life. Debbie says, I'm interested in learning about finances and how to do it the kingdom way as well. Y'all, me too, me too. All right. I love you guys so much. And we will talk again soon. I'm getting ready to pray us out. If this is your first time here, please don't forget to join the Faith Mamas Tribe app. If you are a woman looking for community um, that is centered in Christ, then this app is for you. It is absolutely free. So you might be hearing me and you're like, oh, how much does it cost? It doesn't cost anything. Sis, just join and you will enjoy it. Trust me, you will. And come back on next Sunday at 7 a.m., for this uh, coffee chat. And then Monday through Friday, we also have uh, Mornings with Jesus at 6am Monday through Friday. And then if you are a ministry leader, or if you're looking to start any type of ministry, make sure you check out our video that's going to come out on Monday at 6pm. That's going to talk about um, ministry Monday stuff. So I really desire to help women that are looking to start ministries online or elsewhere. Um, So yeah, y'all come on with it. Come on. Bars is content for days. Yes, we do. We got contents for days. I love it. All right. Let's go ahead and pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, so much for this time. Lord, we thank you so much for you just helping us to change our mindset around how we live our weeks. Um, Lord, and and helping us to just really get an understanding of how to enjoy our life, the way that you designed it, and not constantly looking for an escape from our life, but to like live our life. Thank you for teaching us how to live our life in accordance with the way the kingdom is governed and run. Lord, we thank you. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Thank you, Karen. She reminds us to like, comment, share, and subscribe if you have not already. And we will be back here again. Again, on Sunday, and then we we'll have Monday through Friday, we have mornings with Jesus. And then on Monday evening, we have ministry Monday. So I love you guys. And also something really cool to look up if you are into um, interested, there's also a way that God governs our our years. People talk about the year of Jubilee year jubilee is really cool or the sabbath year did you know that there was a such thing as a sabbath year every seventh year where they let the ground completely rest they don't harvest. they don't do nothing but they eat from the overflow y'all the way god does life is beautiful it's absolutely beautiful let's start with our week and let's get excited about learning more about the how the kingdom functions we are kingdom citizens now y'all We are kingdom citizens and we get an opportunity to learn every day how this beautiful kingdom works and how it's so much different than the world. It's beautiful. I'm telling you, the more I learn, the more I learn about the kingdom of God, the more I just am in love with God each and every day. His kingdom is what we've been looking for. We look at the world systems and we're like, this ain't it. It isn't. But I'm telling you, the more you learn about the kingdom, the more you're like, oh my goodness, this is the home I've been looking for all my life. I love you guys and I pray you have an amazing Sunday. And I will see you here on Monday for Mornings with Jesus. And I will also see you back here next Sunday for another Sunday Coffee Chat. Bye for now.